So what diet is the best? Should you be on a plant-based diet, keto, tracking your macros, the Mediterranean diet, intermittent fasting? You've probably fallen into one of these traps or seen people talking about their diet. At one stage or another, we've all become evangelists for a particular diet. Or maybe you've had incredible success on a diet only then to gain the weight back. It's confusing. It's frustrating. What's the right answer? How do we need to eat and exercise to look our best, to feel our best, and to live a long life? Influencers and experts often have us feeling like we're doing it wrong. And all we need is their meal plan. Follow their rules and you'll get these incredible results. But is that really true? Today, we're gonna to answer those questions and more with two guests who have recently published The Ultimate Nutrition Bible to help you create the perfect diet for you. Hey, thanks so much for joining me here today on The Shaleen Show. Today, my guests are Matt Gallant and Wade Lightheart. They are the co-creators, co-founders of a company called Bioptimizer. They're also the authors of this new book, The Ultimate Nutrition Bible. This is not a book, this is a resource. And I was blown away when I started going through this book, realizing this is what I tried to create with Phase It Up. This is Phase It Up but in a resource, a guide that you can put on your desktop, like something that you don't have to read the whole thing, but you can scan through it and realize what you need to know, and what you need to figure out to solve that question. Like, what should I be eating? And how does that need to change as my lifestyle changes, as I age, as I experience different phases of my life? A little bit about our guest. Matt is a kinesiologist with a degree in science and physical activity. As I said, he is the CEO and co-founder of Bioptimizer. He's been a strength and conditioning coach for countless pro athletes, and he has over 18 years of research and development when it comes to nutritional supplementation. His partner, Wade, is a certified sports nutrition advisor. He's a bodybuilder, a competitive athlete, and at the age of 50, he returned to bodybuilding only to then immediately run an Ironman right after it. The dichotomy between these two individuals is one of the reasons why you're going to love this nutritional Bible. This episode puts an end to diet dogma. It's also very fascinating about this book and the conversation you're about to hear is that one of the authors is plant-based and the other one basically eats a ketogenic diet. Two completely different ways of approaching nutrition, each of which they have something to offer each other. And what you'll learn in this episode is there is no one size fits all, but there is a way to eat, a diet that's gonna allow you to have optimal health and the aesthetics you've been looking for. I mean, let's face it, you know, a lot of this is, I wanna look a certain way. I wanna look my best. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. First, I just wanna say thank you both for being here and it is refreshing to find people who have as much experience, knowledge, expertise as the two of you do, that you were on the same page. Like we really have come at this approach to diet, lifestyle, living longer from the standpoint of like, it isn't one thing for that fits everyone. There isn't one diet that's a perfect diet. And it's such a hard difficult concept for people to accept because, as I'm sure the two of you have discovered, people want to be told what to do. They want the magic bullet. They want the one thing. Yes. Yeah. And we've been really conditioned, I think, to believe that, okay, if I'm going to look at somebody who is super fit, they look the way I want to look. And so therefore, I just, and I get this all the time, will you please show me what you eat in a day. This is like the most popular video you can make on YouTube and I refuse to make it 
because I know what I eat in a day shouldn't matter to you at all. But I think, and, and maybe this is true for men too, but especially this is true for women, where we have been conditioned to believe you'll do it wrong and this person who looks great is doing it right. And so therefore, if you do exactly what they do, you might get their results. And if you don't get their results, then you probably did it wrong. I think the best people to model are people that have struggled. And, and the issue is most of the fitness competitors or bodybuilding champions are blessed with amazing genetics. You know, it, it, it's nothing new. Wade and I used to talk about that back in the day. You know, some guys just go to the gym and get really muscular very rapidly because they got great genetics and or they're using other substances. And these are not necessarily the people you want to learn from. I mean, both Wade and I don't have great genetics. Wade's been able to become a national natural bodybuilding champion. And I always struggled with obesity and, and being chubby ever since I'm a kid. So I've really had to work at it and solve all of my personal problems. And I think that's really helped us become much better educators and help us craft the ultimate nutrition Bible. Because the two of you have, even for yourselves, a very different approach to nutrition, as partners who mm -hmm. sought out to solve problems for people when it comes to nutrition, are there things where you're like, well, well we just disagree upon this and, and it just creates like an obstacle where, how, how do you make that work? First, you, you argue a lot. <laughs> so our relationship essentially started, we were two personal trainers training the who's who in Vancouver, Canada. And we had completely different dietary philosophies and we were producing great results. And we could see that. And of course, you're, you're coming up against your paradigm in that place. And so what do you do? You argue, oh, you know, this, you know, you, you fight about it, you do whatever. But then what we realized is that, you know, some things that I was advocating didn't work for some of my clients. Some things that Matt advocated didn't work for him. So we had to put our egos aside, put our dietary cult-like dynamics aside and say, well, what can I learn from you? And what I found was that Matt was able to provide insights to help my plant-based diet work better, even though he's a keto guy. Now, I'm not advocating for plant-based diets. What I'm saying is, is there's elements of everything that you can get because who cares what diet you're on? Does, does it work for you right now? Is it going to work for you long-term? And are you doing it as well as you could? And you can pretty much say that there's always rooms for improvement. Mm. So you mentioned something like a cult-like approach to diet. And I found that to be very true. I think it's interesting the way people approach diet, especially those people who feel like they will lose control if they don't belong to something, if they are not following a almost like a religion when it comes to their food, where certain foods are considered wrong or bad or evil or a sin, and then certain foods are like the holy grail. And you, you find that people, it becomes part of their identity. Mm -hmm. And then you get this cognitive dissonance where even though it's like no longer working for you or your hair is falling out or you've gained all the weight back, you just don't believe in any way, shape or form it could have anything to do with your nutrition plan. It must be that I'm not doing it hard enough. I'm not doing it the right way. Where do you think that stems from and how do we undo that? Because I hear all the time from women who will say to me, I want to get there. I just, I, I can't let go of some of these rules. Well, first of all, as human beings, we're all hardwired to seek out tribes. And that's because many, many years ago, that's what ensured our survival. And there's a lot of, of research and evolutionary biology indicating that was the case. So 
every human is seeking to be connected with like-minded people. The problem is I don't think a dietary philosophy is the right kind of tribe, mm. right? I mean, I think spiritual connection or other type of deeper connections are better tribes than, hey, you're a keto person or you're a vegan or you're a carnivore or you're a raw foodist. That That's where people get lost and trapped into the wrong dietary philosophy for their bodies. Because mm. you know, one of the big things is looking at your genetics and nutrigenomics, which is a relatively new science, is indicating and helping people figure out what's the best diet for them. And of course, there are some spiritual considerations for some people where you know if you're Muslim or you're a vegan and you, you think cows are sacred or whatever it is, then of course that excludes a lot of certain types of diet. But ultimately, is the diet working for you? And there's a chapter in the book where we talk about like every diet works for a while. So what happens mm. is people go from a standard American diet, which is of course too many calories, too much hyper palatable food, which can cause people to easily overeat and never be satiated. And then they shift over to a higher protein, higher fiber diet that naturally lowers their calories. So they, they start to lose weight. They feel good. They might fix certain nutritional deficiencies, which I think we'll get deeper into later. And then they feel better. But then after a while, there starts to have new nutritional deficiencies, right? Like every type of diet has a propensity for certain types of deficiencies. Mm. For example, I'm a keto person. So I need to be mindful of vitamin C. Wade's a vegetarian, so there's other vitamins that he can run into deficiencies on. And I think what we try to do in the book is cover every type of diet and give people like the most important recommendations they need to be mindful of if they choose that diet. Creating a deeper connection, whether it's with a new friend or the partner, the partner you've been with like forever. You can deepen that connection, but it does involve a skill, which is why I highly recommend an app that we use called Paired. If you've never heard of Paired before, it's basically a relation app for couples. And I know what you're thinking. You're rolling your eyes right now. Oh my gosh, that sounds super cheesy. It's not. I'm telling you, you want this in your back pocket if, well, I mean, if your relationship is important to you, then you want to be able to create a deeper connection and this is an app that makes it so easy to do this, especially if creating that emotional bond between you and your partner, like getting to know each other on a deeper level feels weird or awkward. By using this app just like five minutes a day, it's going to help you to build a deeper knowledge of your partner. I don't care how long you've been together, whether you're on your third date or your third decade this app is going to help you kind of like lighten the mood. It makes it super fun and really easy to get to know your partner on a deeper level. I put the link in our show description, but go to paired, P-A-I-R-E-D.com forward slash Shaleen, and you're going to get a seven-day free trial. You can check it out. You can decide if you like it for yourself. If you do, definitely sign up for their subscription. This app just makes it so easy so simple to connect with your partner on a much deeper level, you know, and, and that's what building a happier, more connected relationship with your partner is all about. So again, to sign up, simply go to paired.com forward slash Chalene and check out their seven day free trial today. What we try to do in the book is cover every type of diet and give people like the most 
important recommendations they need to be mindful of if they choose that diet. So I wrote a book called 131. It's uh, based around the program Phase It Up, which is basically telling people you've got to figure out what works for you Mm. by kind of phasing your diet according to what season you're in, what works for your lifestyle, what feels good. And, And it's okay to try each and every one of these, especially for those people who need like, I need the structure and the rules to figure myself out. I need somebody tell me what to do. So I wrote this book where you just go through different phases to try these different things out. But I, what I loved about, like your book is a Bible. I mean, yours is, if if mine is like a starter kit, yours, your book really, I love that it, it is almost like a resource or a reference guide where you don't have to read every single page. It really mm-hmm. does allow you to kind of conduct some almost scientific research on yourself and you need to read the chapters that apply to you or the parts that apply to you. But when we start talking about our genetic composition and how that impacts what is best for us, I think that really overwhelms people. Mm-hmm. So how does somebody figure that out? I mean, there are certain tests that we can take, but is there a way that the book prescribes you walk us through a mechanism or a strategy or a pyramid to figure that out? We do have a pyramid of nutritional decisions to kind of you know, identify the things you need to be thinking about each stage. So at the bottom of the pyramid is spiritual and cultural commitments, which Matt touched on. Emotional and psychological needs are next part. So for example, Matt, he likes to have you know, he needs a reward periodically or he loses motivation where I'm a kind of guy that if if I have a reward, I just go off the rails. Like I'm just like, I can't stop. So I'm better on locked in long-term goals and which goes to the next peach, which is the goal. So if you want to have good cognitive health versus you want to build muscle or lose body fat or have a, you know, a brain that works like, you know, a super, you know, Einstein, well, how you're going to eat and the strategy you're going to employ needs to be different. And you can switch at different times in your life. Then you get into the tr- classic stuff of calories and macros, you know, which are going to relate to your goals. Then you go into nutrigenomics. So that little thing, you can get a genetic test. And what it'll, it'll show you is your suboptimal genes, the things you need to watch out for. So for example, I found out that I have a double bad gene for cardiovascular health. Now that's not a death sentence, mm-hmm. but I can take dietary recommendations on my plant-based diet, which has a good outcome for cardiovascular disease. I can supplement with some essential fatty acids that I'm not getting for from my vegan diet, which I learned from Matt. And that gives me a better profile for even though I'm doing a diet right for me, I've added these other elements because I'm going to get exposed on those areas. And that's what you want to watch out for from you can get a genetic test and someone can read that out for you. They give you a little printout and you'll see, oh yeah, I have tendency to blood sugar dysregulate or I'm not satiated very well. So I have to be conscious of overeating. Then you get into your gut biome. So how our digestive system is a really important factor. Most people's digestive systems are severely compromised. That's just because of the world that we're dealing. So enzymes, hydrochloric acid, probiotics, we have some easy tests that you can tell. If you're going to need what one's right for you, like Matt has a completely different microbiome than I do because of our diet strategy. Yeah. Then you get into supplements and a lot of people want to start with supplements, but yeah. if you get these things first, then the right supplement works great. Of course, you deal with food allergies and sensitivities. And then final key is the lifestyle. How do you lock this in for life where it's easy, where you can go to the social occasion and not freak out because they're serving cake and nachos? 
where you can go on a vacation to Europe. And you know what? You're not worried about gaining weight because as soon as you come back, you've got the strategy for that. These are the things that activate that emotional and psychological uncertainty. And when you are in that uncertainty, you are more prone to gravitate to a charismatic leader and then make it look like I'm not doing well. I'm not very high on the tribe here. My survival is going in. When you do that, you have a cascade of emotions and chemicals that make you gain weight, that actually prevent you from getting where you want. And a lot of people haven't addressed that in the dietary lifestyle, the influence of our psychology or emotion. And we address that in the book. The pyramid's super helpful. I was curious to know why lifestyle you put at the, like the order in which you put these things. You know, one of the concepts in the book is we talk about achieving final form. Mm, yeah. Which is, you know, as ways a bodybuilder or was a bodybuilder, there's never any final form. But for the rest of us that are not <laughs> trying to constantly add more muscle every year or get leaner and leaner and leaner, you know, achieving final form is a really powerful concept because once you achieve that, like your ideal body fat level, your ideal levels of lean muscle mass which I think both are really important for health reasons and for aesthetic reasons, it only requires a fraction of the energy to maintain it. So there's some yeah. interesting research, for an example, with resistance training, you only need about a third of the training volume to maintain your lean muscle mass. So, and I think mentally, and I heard Jamie Foxx talk about this in an interview a long time ago, he's like, people were asking him, how are you handling all this stuff? He says, well, I put a lot of energy and effort I achieve a certain level, and then I lock it in with about 20% of the mental energy that it took to get there. Wow. So, you know, I think the set point is a really big deal. And, you know, we looked at the failure rate in weight loss, which is 97%. And of course, Wade and I saw this over and over again as trainers. And one of the biggest mistakes people make is they work hard, they lose the weight, they achieve their goal, and then they don't have another goal. They go back and they default to their old patterns. And one of the things we talk about in the book is always have a goal. So even if you've achieved final form, having that goal of, hey, I'm going to maintain this body weight for about 18 months in a way, maybe just talk about the concept of alarms, because once you achieve that final form, I think alarms help us kind of maintain that. Before we get yeah. into the alarms, yeah. and I'll make a note about that, but I, I wanted to mention just a thought that came to me when I was reading the book about that the concept of final form, right? Because the form that we're in in any one season might be the ideal form for that season. For example, to maintain a super low body weight that might be for someone who's listening, their final form, but then they get married and they want to have a baby. And in order to have adequate hormone production, that's too low of a body fat and or in the case where someone's final form is skewed. It's very unhealthy. You know, I think about myself personally when I was doing uh, fitness infomercials before I stepped away, which, you know, at the time I had the number one infomercial when I realized that I, as lean as I looked, I was probably the most unhealthy person on the set. And although I was in, quote unquote, my final form because it worked for my job at the time, it wasn't a healthy form. Mm -hmm. So I almost thought of it as like, you know, the, the word, even the word final form for me, I was like, I, I don't know how comfortable that makes me. So can you give us some, another way of looking at it in, in terms of like final, like I've hit my 
because even the two of you say you can't just hit your goal and then be like, all right, I'm done here. Here I stay. You, you've got to be looking like what's next. Well, there's three aspects that we address in bioptimizers, aesthetics, performance, and health. Most people get attracted into the industry for aesthetic reasons. Yep. And then you should go through the next stage of life with kids and family and responsibility. It's like performance and not performance. I got to run down a track. It's like performance. I got to survive my two and three-year-old today. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and still like make the, 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 the marigold go around at life. And then finally you get into health. But I think when you're talking final form, it's the essence that you identify with. And what, what that is, is I'm a fit, healthy person. And because of that internal representation, I continue to make decisions and create an exploratory model that I gives me flexibility. So, you know, I hadn't competed, for example, for 15, 20, I don't know how long. And, you know, I was turning 50 and I'm like, hey, I'd like to do a competition again to see what my final form would look like on a bodybuilding stage. And so now it took me 18 months to do what I used to do in 12 weeks. Okay. That's just age, baby. You know, nothing we can do about it, right? And- and I was okay. Was I as good as I was when I was younger? No, of course not. I'm 50. But I was really excited about it. And then from that essence, it's like, I'm a fit, healthy 50 plus guy. And I do I lifestyle related things. So, you know, all of the great things that are now available for health and performance and vitality, I get to play with that maybe I wouldn't do if I was just identified as a bodybuilder or fitness competitor or back when I was a trainer or those things. So I can totally relate that most of the, what people hold in ideal of what you are or what I am or what that fitness person is or what that actor is, is a snapshot in their life that is certainly not maintainable over time. And so that's where right. the checkout is, but it's how you identify with yourself. Like just because you're getting older and you have a few more wrinkles and stuff, doesn't mean that you're less of a person. It means that you can age gracefully and be excited about the aging process for the other things that can come. Yeah. One of the things we we talk a lot about too is like maximization versus optimization. And the concept of maximization is I'm going to get as muscular as possible or as lean as possible or with athletes they're trying to push their performance to the absolute best so they can be champions. But there's always a cost to that. You know, when you when you try to push, you know, muscle mass or body fat or performance to its pinnacle, typically your health's going to suffer. So again, one of the reasons why we got the triangle is we want to find that balance. And I think one of the most important concepts in health is you want to be optimized. And what does that mean? It means that you're not at an extreme, and that's true for nutrients. It's true for training volume. It's true for everything. Like there is a body fat level that. You, when you get lowered in that, you're starting to start to suffer and have consequences. I wanted to ask Wade. It, you know, it kind of surprised me when I learned that you were, you know, competing again. Personal opinion, I I just find it to be really un, unattainable, unhealthy. I've been very vocal about my dislike for c those competitions. So I'm wondering if you could share with us. Your, will you do it again? Is it how how were you able to do that in a way that you feel healthy about it? Great question. I think most people that have approached that community are not doing it in a healthy manner. They're using, uh, I, first off, I went in all drug tested competition. So no TRT, no hormones, none of thing, anything else, wow. uh, no anabolics, no insulin, none of that sort of stuff. The other thing is, is 
you know, I'm not going to win the world championships. I just don't have the genetics for it. So I think part of it is I have a better idea of it's just a motivational factor for me to see what could I get out of myself at 50. You know, when I was younger, I would I, I had pushed those limits where I really got myself into an unhealthy state by following standard bodybuilding and fitness things from some of the best coaches in the world. I gained 42 pounds of fat and water in 11 weeks after the Mr. Universe. Wow. <laughs> okay. My first Mr. Universe. That was a, that was an eye opener. Like, like, don't try that at home, folks. 42 pounds in, how, in what period? 11 weeks. 11 weeks. And, 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 but that was an insight into how do I create a guardrail after? So I'm not trying to get there so fast that I have a rebound effect. Like I said, what I used to do in 12 weeks took me 18 months. When I come out of that, as Matt talked about, I have these weight guardrails. So when my weight gets to a certain point after, because there's a tendency to, oh, you know, that whole, you know, you've been restricted for so long and then you want to binge and you just can't stop it because you're activating your survival genes. Yes. You know, that's, that's millions of years of evolution you're fighting against is I have, okay, I'm going to reverse diet out of it. And I'm going to have these set points that if I, I, I'm gaining too quickly, I can dial it back so I can come out of that in a in a different format. Like with this one, I came out of it and decided I'd go run a marathon. I never run a marathon before. I didn't know if I could do it. So I tried it just to see if I could. And I did. And, you know, that had some challenges and I learned from that, but I can identify with endurance-based athletes now. And so for me, it's more about how do I connect with people because health is my number one priority. Performance was my number one priority as a as a younger person. Now it's like, I want to live long and be strong. And how do I serve as an example of maybe you know, aesthetic desirability without killing myself. How do the how does the dichotomy between the two of you? Because it's very obvious that there's this huge dichotomy, like, you know, the kind of I need to be able to treat myself. I want to do all these things in moderation. I don't want any strict rules to someone who is plant based, it sounds to me, Wade, like you are more prone to very extreme rules and restrictions and, and torturing like a marathon to me is like I would rather be waterboarded. Like I can't think of anything more torturous, but I think there's a mentality. I think there's two different types of people for in most of us. The one who's like, I, if you give me rules, I'm going to rebel against all of them. The other person is like, give me the rules. Yeah. Wade's, Wade's a rebel and a contrarian. So for Wade, you know, his magic formula to get him motivated is to create a hard contrarian type objective that sounds almost impossible. And you yeah. know, he's been like that since I've ever I've known him. You know, when we, when we became business partners, he was winning national natural bodybuilding championships as a vegetarian. I'm like, that's really weird. That's sort of business. <laughs> and here we are. For me, and we, we have a whole chapter on the psychological side, I'm a questioner. So I'm always deep in the science. I need to understand all the mechanisms or the I just need to understand the science. If if I don't really believe in the mechanisms and the science or the, the reasons why, I don't get motivated. So again, those are just some of the differences. But again, understanding those just create all the difference in the world in terms of helping you, the listener, create the perfect strategy for you. And I think a lot of people just focus on the calories and the macros and the diet type, and they don't focus enough on the, psycho the psychological part, which makes such a huge difference. Maybe you've considered using CBD to help you to become more relaxed, to deal with anxiety, or to deal with aches and pains. I personally find that 
CBD combined with a few other really important all-natural ingredients for sleep have changed my bedtime routine. But I do want to mention that there are other ways you can use CBD because it is a natural product to help eliminate inflammation, to help with anxiety, with depression, sleep issues, back pain, joint pain, lots of other solutions. I can't go to bed at night without taking my sleepy gummies. However, you should keep in mind that you get 15% off everything Soul makes when it comes to their CBD products, which are 100% organic. They are made here in the USA. They have zero THC, so you don't have to worry about getting high. And not only is that a claim that they make, they third-party lab test all of their products so you can rest assured that what you're getting is actually what's on the label. But if you're in the United States and you'd like to get 15% off all of the CBD products that they make, including CBD products for your pets, go to getsoul.com forward slash Shaleen. That gives you 15% off. And that 15% is taken at checkout. A lot of you have said, I've added it to the cart and I don't see the discounts. It is when you go to checkout that you will see the 15% is automatically taken off the total. Again, that's getsoul.com forward slash Shaleen for 15% off. A lot of people just focus on the calories and the macros and the diet type, and they don't focus enough on the, psycho- the psychological part, which makes such a huge difference. When you started writing this book, I'd like to ask both of you your answer, because I'm curious if you had a different, if you have different answers. When you first sat down and decided to write this book, what was your ultimate purpose? The goal of this book is when somebody has this in their hands, what? We wanted to create the most complete unbiased nutrition book that's ever been done. That was that was the goal. It took us like six months to do the table of content because you know Wade and I have almost sixty years of combined experience plus our mentors plus we have PhDs in the team. So we just wanted to just brain dump everything we had in our minds and our experience and then start to organize it and flesh it out. It took us three years to create the book. So you know we again Wade and I are recovered zealots. We were both so dogmatic in our beliefs. And then, you know, we've gone through all the phases thinking that certain foods are evil. And I mean, you name it, we've gone through it. So we really wanted to create a new paradigm of nutrition, Wade. Yeah. And I I, I noticed that with the proliferation of social media, as great as that is, I felt that it was having a negative impact with this kind of diet cult mentality. And, you know, Posting things, and I felt that it was extremely. Can you read on that? I'm really. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, I, I saw these people arguing about diets. I've been on podcasts with you know world-renowned experts in a diet philosophy that that, that would just want to open up and attack me, even though I had maybe produced as good or superior result than they had. They didn't want to find out why I produced that result. They just wanted to attack the result. And I thought, are we that insecure? that we can't open up and see how things work for everybody. Like, and you know, there's a danger that happens when you become quote unquote, an influencer, a dietary leader, someone who is identity and profitability and the feedback loops are, you're getting social capital. Everybody loves you and you have your seminar and you have your events and your company. And you know what that's like. It, and and it, it can be very distorting in how things go. And then what happens, you know, <laughs> there's the rise and the fall. And then as the people start to fall, they become more attacking because they're losing their 
identity at the top of the tribe. Yeah, yeah. And anyone else is like a rival tribe that's coming in trying to attack them. And so now, because of the algorithms, the way they're designed, negativity gets shared more and it activates emotionality. It activates these biochemical things. And then who knows, you're probably arguing with an, a, a, a bot. It's right. not even a person that you're arguing with. You're having these long things and eating up all your time when you could be doing something productive. So it's like, we need to end that. And we need to create a model that all of these individuals at the top of their dietary cultures, and I'm not against that, could come together on a unified model and exchange information in a way that help the people they're trying to help. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to help the people that it didn't work for, the people that felt emotionally distressed or they weren't good enough or they shouldn't eat this food or I'm not a good member of the tribe or it'll never work for me. That to me emotionally really touched on me because I saw so many people struggle and like people that you wouldn't expect struggle. Right. Like really intelligent, smart people who just, when it comes to this area, gosh, and especially in the United States, we've really messed each other up big time, you know? And when I look at your book, hang on a second. I got to put on a, a, a weight belt to pick this sucker up. It's huge. And it's- I want to be clear. We don't recommend that people read it cover to cover. As you mentioned earlier, it's right. really a choose your own adventure kind of book where you jump to the chapter or the section that you're the most interested in right now. That's what I wanted to say is when I first got, I was like, oh, wow. And then I really thought about, okay, well, this is the Bible. I started looking through the table of contents and I'm like, this is really beautiful. Like this is the kind of thing we need as a reference, but what it does require, and I'm sure this has been the challenge that you guys have experienced yourselves, it requires that people take some ownership because what you don't do is say, here's what you need to eat and here's the meal plan and this is the best way and here's the exact macros. You don't give that to people and that's what people want. They want the printout. They want the, can you tell me what to do? You as the influencer, can I download your meal plan, even though you know nothing about me, my weight, my genetics, my history, any of those things. So how do you help people understand like that's not helping you? Yeah, we didn't want to build or write a book that was dangerously incomplete, which I really believe most nutrition books are. Indeed. And again, I'm a marketer I and I got a lot of friends that are best-selling authors. I talked to one yesterday and he's like, yeah, you know, the best-selling books are 220 pages or less. <laughs> and it's one thing, it's one concept. That's what the book publishers want. So yep. we wanted to create something that people can get all the answers and the nuances that make all the difference in the world. Like in my opinion, mastery is in the details, it's in the nuances. So we just didn't want to leave any stone unturned. And again, it's the kind of book that can be on your shelf and as your goals change, as you get older, as you know, different priorities come to mind, you can pick it up and get the next goal and the next set of solutions. I'm glad you mentioned goals because that's a, a big component to the pyramid, right? And where mm -hmm. you ask people, like you've, you've got to know what is your goal? How often do you find that when people are really being honest, what percentage of people pick a goal that's outside of the aesthetics? It's a great, well, it depends. So it happens when people have a compromised health report for some level. They yeah. find out they've got a disease. 
maybe a family member has something wrong and they start feeling guilt because little Johnny's got, you know, diabetes, type two diabetes or something like that. And they're like, oh man. And especially for moms, they can really trigger a whole lot of guilt dynamics and, you know, start worrying about, oh, I've, I've messed up. I've done something wrong and that sort of stuff. So we wanted to have a book also that identified the unique differences in the family, because there's a lot of problems in families because one of the parents does really well on the other diet and, and the other parent doesn't. And the kids are a mix mash. And then people are pulling their hair out is like, well, little Johnny doesn't like carrots and Sally only wants to be a vegan. And, you know, Papa says, if it's not meat, I'm not doing anything. And I kind of like vegetables, and, you know, and, and it's like, well, how does this all fit together when you're trying to run a house or a family? Yeah. And so what happens is someone gets compromised, someone gets overweight, someone has a a, a health issue. And then it's like, oh, now it goes into like emergency mode. And in what happens, people fall into the same trap. I'm going to do this 12-week program, this six-week program. I'm going to do this three-month thing. And the worst thing that can happen that it, is that it works. And I'll tell you why. Because what happens in that short time frame, they get a false sense of knowledge. Oh, this is what I do. But what they haven't identified is what are the liabilities that they've just activated that weren't present before. And so there's, and the idea is to turn on your innate knowledge within yourself to become self-aware. And when you come up with an obstacle, like, oh, I'm feeling this, or I'm thinking this, I can go back to one of the chapters and start to realize, oh, this is something I can explore more. And we give references to things that you can expand on, like, you know, EFT, for example, I'm an emotional eater. If I'm upset or sad or something like I'm, I'm just put on the, the movie and just start I could, I could eat more chips in an hour than probably most, you know, elephants. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And and it's an, it's a process. So I know if I'm starting to eat too much, oh, there's something I got to clean up in my emotional side that I just put away and I'm not dealing with that. Well, for anyone who's seriously done with the the diet wars, you know, within themselves, like the war that you're having on your own body, trying to figure out what is the best thing that everyone should be doing. This is the book that will help them discover. Like I said, it's it's a discovery of yourself and it walks you through that process so that you can really do this the right way. And you you have the resource. So you also know like how to incorporate different things for different seasons and change your goals. And I, I really want to compliment both of you. I was incredibly impressed beyond what I thought it would be with this book. I mean, it's it's a reference. It's a reference guide. And I think it's some everyone should have it on their table. Thank, Thank you. That. You know, I really want to send a message for everyone listening that's given up hope. Mm -hmm. And we touched on it earlier. There's one client I had that I couldn't solve her problem. She had destroyed her metabolism on an 800 calorie diet. Mm -hmm. She came to me and I just didn't understand how to rebuild her metabolism and get the results. And it, it drove me nuts. And because I really wanted every client to achieve their goals and that you know, that drive to be able to solve everyone's problems, I think was a big motivator to get us to keep digging and find all the solutions like reverse dieting and all the things we talk about in the book. But there is a solution and it is in the book. And not only do we have a book, we got a book, we got a video course of all the content in the book. We have a nutrition app that just launched. We have a genetic test, diet test that's coming. So we're committed to giving people everything they need and the book's just a, a warm up, if you will. 
you mentioned the 800 calorie diet and destroying their metabolism. And my first thought went to this massive increase of people who are, and doctors who are, just don't care how many calories their clients are consuming. They're putting them on these GLP-1 agonists, mm-hmm. semaglutides, semaglutide, depending on how you pronounce it. And we, we, we know that these people are at a very risky, incredibly low level of calorie intake. Mm-hmm. And they're losing massive amounts of weight fast. And that's really very tempting. I mean, it's just crazy to see these, the stock skyrocketing and it's the number one drug being offered everywhere. And to me, it's just it's just kind of shocking that the medical community, the same doctors who would say, oh, going on an incredibly restrictive diet is unhealthy and it's going to result in weight gain. It's going to, you know, you're, you're going to lose muscle mass, all these things. These same doctors are really, really excited. And I do understand, I do understand that there are circumstances to be mitigated. We know that being morbidly obese has definite risk factors. And there are some unknown risk factors with some of these drugs. But to me, the root problem is solved when people understand how to take control of their own biology and their mindset, their lifestyle, their spirituality, and, and all of these approaches. But it's not the easy way. GLP-1 agonists are an incredible tool. I mean, obviously, they're incredibly powerful. But as you, as you hit upon, if people don't learn how to dial in their nutrition, you know, increase your protein intake, increase your fiber intake, find something that works for them and the data shows it. When they stop, they're going to start regaining all the lost body fat and their metabolism is going to be lower than it was before because they've lost a bunch of lean muscle mass. So those are things we talk about in the book. Like they did a study on the biggest loser TV contestants, which lost a massive amount of weight and then almost all of them regained it and their metabolism was significantly lower than before. So I think GLP-1 agonists are amazing tools, but yep, you need to pair it with Your doing book. things the right way, <laughs> resistance training, like doing all the things that will really make it work long-term. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Hey, I hope you got as much out of that episode as I did. I was not blowing smoke. This really is an incredible resource. And I love it when any author says, oh, you don't have to read the whole thing. Thank God, because this thing is huge. But I love having it. I mean, just learning so much about like weight loss plateaus and what's happening in your gut and figuring out your nutritional supplementation and your genetics. Like it's really a phenomenal resource. And I hope you'll take a moment to check out the description we have below the show where you'll get a great discount on any of the supplements that Bioptimizer offers. It's a company that I'm very proud to have a partnership with. It's one that I did my research. I love that they offer a 365-day money-back guarantee for their supplements. Who does that? No one. If for any reason what you invested your money in isn't right for you, then they're going to send you back your money so that you can invest it even with another company so that it is right for you. They really do have an honest approach to supplementation and they really kind of start from a digestive standpoint. That's what unique about this company. I did my research before bringing them on as a show sponsor. I, you know, I like both these guys a ton. They've been partners for more than 20 years. Like I think that says a ton. Not too many people stay married that long, let alone business partners. They've got a great approach that starts with the spirituality and your community and culture and what works for you. So I hope you got a lot out of this episode. Do me a favor and let me know what particular diet or phase of diet you've never tried, but you've always been a little curious. Mediterranean, keto, plant-based, 
fasting, let us know below. By the way, I am a big fan of Magnesium Breakthrough. It's a product I discovered. It's how I discovered Bioptimizer, and it's something I take every single day. It's made a huge difference in so many areas of my hormones, my sleep, my mood, feeling relaxed. So if you want to try Magnesium Breakthrough, I've got a special deal for you below. Just click that link, and you'll see that just by being a listener to The Shaleen Show, you too get to try this particular supplementation. They've got tons of supplements. That one just happens to be my favorite and most people are deficient in magnesium and it's risk-free because there's a money-back guarantee. And as always, I love you. I'll see you soon. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.